Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. With your host, Kurt Sandvik. The Paranormal Almanac. Co-host, Anna Kendrick. On this very special episode of Paranormal Almanac, I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. This is how I start every show. Does it not sound correct? Does it sound weird? Well, it's just a Mandela effect. That's right. On this week's episode, we're going to do another edition of Things That'll Piss Kurt Off, or as it likes to be called, Mandela effects. But first, we have shout outs as always going out to the patrons. Patrons, I got some shout outs for you. Shout outs going out to Alicia, Rebecca, Esteban. Oh, wait, hold on. I don't think this is all. Hold on. Oh my God. This is a different universe. It is this. Oh, it is. All right. I like this. We got new people. I love this. All righty. We've got. Alicia, Rebecca, Esteban, Orlando, Anne, Stephen, Jane Ann, Jennifer, Heather G, Zuzus, What's It, Paula, Rick, Nico Share and the Mouse, Paul, Mark, Tortuga, Hannah Boo, Mike from Jersey, Jay Bizzle, Anna, Andy, Tracy, Virginia Mailman, Tony, Jason, Vicky, Crow, Clay, Buzzworks, Buzzworks? No, Buzz, Lobita Works, Glacier, Maine, Isabel, Jen Jen, Stacy, Amber, Tracy, Menace the Beast, Kick-Ass Magic Robot Webcomic, oh, hold on, back up to Menace the Beast, happy belated birthday to Menace the Beast, Sandy Page Kausch, Bentman666. Once again, that's Bentman666. Andrew Scott, Andrea Melody, Vicky, Vanessa, Marisol, Liam. I wonder why he's a Bentman. Kind of stuck on that. Is it? Is it like, a, again, it seems to me I've got another cryptid join of the patrons, Bentman666. All right, breaking it down, Bentman, kind of like Slenderman, but he's bent. And then 666, so he's from hell. So a bent slender man from hell. So shout out to him, Roger Alicia. Becca, Jake, and the Beasties, Elizabeth, Wojtek, Sherry, Art, Muffin, Trudy, Tim, Kenneth, Ricardo, Ian, Alexandra, George, Seth, Zozo the Demon. I wonder if Zozo knows Bent the Demon, uh, uh, Bent Man, uh, 666. Hayden, Cindy, Ashley, Carrie, Robin, Will, Lauren Magano, Russell, April, Isabel, Audra, Dorian, Cindy, Bob, Jerry, Lindsay, Jeff, L Joe, Lawrence, the Lawrence Strawn. Hey, howdy, howdy, the Lawrence Strawn. Veronica, Autumn, J. Mark Manning, Carolyn, Martin, Jaden, and Ashy, Chuck, Todd, Jamie, and Elijah Hendrickson, Dan, Laura Pitts, and Gamer Fan. The ultimate patron, the ultimate paramaniac gamer fan. Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash paranormal almanac for even more paranormal almanac, including its own AI episode. If you like the AI, AI episode, you should go to Patreon. If you didn't like the AI episode, you should go to Patreon, join up, and then tell me why you didn't like it. Um, I'm trying to buy a, I found a dream house. What I do on, what I do constantly is uh, I sit and, and then dream about owning all these cool houses that I find on Zillow. Well, I found one. And, and you know, <clears throat> if I can get 3 million patrons, well, 3 million 3.2 million patrons to uh, uh, become a patron 
and give me just a dollar, I can I can go and buy this house. Or one and a half million patrons or 1.7 million patrons that'll give me $2, I can go and buy this house. Or just one amazingly rich patron who wants to give me the full 3.2 million. It's a gorgeous house is what I'm saying. So, you know, if you got that kind of cash just laying around, look in your, look on, like, check your Robin Hood or check your Coinbase or... Or even go to like, you know, Bank of America, you know, app or whatever. And if you see that your balance is at is over, because I don't want to take all your money. If you, your balance is like 20 million plus cash US, uh, you know, and you're like, you know, I got too much money. I got nothing to do with it. You know, I got no relatives or friends. And frankly, I'm just sitting around on, on piles of cash and, and jumping into them like uh, like that that McDuck dude, like diving into gold coins. It had to hurt. Um, if you got that laying around, I'm just saying, you know, it, since you have that laying around, could you, you know, maybe give me 3.2 million so I can go and buy this really cool house and I'll call it the Paramaniacs man. You know what? No, I'll call it whatever you want me to call it. That's how amazing it would be. You're like, you know, you get to choose the name of the house I live in, no matter how ridiculous it sounds. If you pay for that $3.2 million house, you can name it whatever you want. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm trying to, um, if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm trying to do some banter or some patter while I'm trying to find the, here it is, the bumper music that I want to play because it's it's time for Paranormal News. Are you curious about the unknown? Paranormal News is here to show all the mysteries and the sights that'll give you chills at night. Paranormal News is the place to be for all your supernatural needs from ghosts and UFOs. We've got it all. Tune in and don't miss a call. Got experts and eyewitnesses to give you all the evidence, investigations, and live reports. We'll keep you informed, never short. Paranormal is the place to be for all your supernatural needs from ghosts and UFOs. We've got it all. Tune in and don't miss a call. Paranormal news, don't be left in the dark. We'll bring you the facts from dusk till dawn. Believe it or not, it's up to you, but we'll bring you the truth. Paranormal news always on the case. Awesome is that? So that's from Buzz Lee, who's who's written other amazing, absolutely incredible uh, paranormal news bumper music. Which, if you want to, please write some and then send it over to me at paranormalalmanac@gmail.com. But so Buzz sent me this email. So the latest AI episode inspired me. They were amazingly funny, by the way. He wrote that, not me. I, I swear. He says, I typed into the AI, write a jingle called Paranormal News. These are the words it gave me, so I put it into a song for some bumper music. It is quite wordy, but I wanted to get it all in there in under a minute. Thank you for doing the show. It was always a joy to listen to. It, as always, is a joy to listen to. I had my cat plays with ghost shirt on while I recorded this. That's freaking awesome. Keep, keep, uh, thanks for the shirt. Keep up the great work, Buzz. Buzz, you're the best. Uh, I, I'm not going to play the whole thing again, but I just freak. now that you know that AI actually wrote the lyrics to that jingle, I just want you to hear a little bit of it again because it's just freaking amazing. I, I'm, it makes me so happy. Are you curious about the unknown? Paranormal News is here to show all the mysteries and the sights that'll give you chills at night. Paranormal News is the place to be for all your supernatural needs from ghosts and UFOs. We've got it all. Tune in and don't miss a call. We oh, the fact that he got all of that wordiness into a song is just brilliant. So, Buzz, once again, thank you very much. Let's get right into Paranormal News. 
The first one I'd like to put into the new category for Paranormal News called Stay in Your Own Fucking Lane, Paul Giamatti. So the first story in Paranormal News is Paul Giamatti to dive deep into aliens, conspiracies, and hoaxes in weekly podcast series called Chinwag. That's right. Paul Giamatti. The Paul Giamatti. Hopefully you know who he is. Uh, Paul Giamatti from um, IMDb. Uh, He is set to explore topics such as aliens, conspiracies, hoaxes, and altered states of consciousness in Chinwag, a new weekly podcast series. The Billion Star and author and philosopher Stephen Asma are hosting and author. Wait, the Billion. This is weirded, worded weird. The Billion Star and author and philosopher. I get what they're saying. Stephen Asma are hosting the series, which comes from the Tree Fort Media and Giamatti's own Touchy Feely Films. Great name. The series, which launches on April fifth, will feature an eclectic lineup of guests. Hopefully, they'll have the world's first para-influencer on their show. Hear that, Giamatti? The world's first para-influencer. I better not hear you call yourself that on your new show that's basically a rip-off of Paranormal Almanac. It'll dive, um, it'll see the pair delve into questions such as, are we living in a simulation? Kurt here already did that episode. What's the most perfect sentence in literature? Kurt here didn't do that episode. And is Bigfoot interdimensional? Um, I think I'd done that show, as well as topics such as science, the occult, philosophy, and magic mushrooms. It'll be available on all major podcast platforms and YouTube, and I'm sure we'll win all the paranormal awards for podcasting, and I'll never get one because, you know, he's Paul Giamatti, so I'm going to listen. I think it's cool as shit, but hey, Giamatti, how about you have me on the show? A guy who's been plugging away on his own independently since 2019, 2017. I don't know. For a long time is what I'm saying. How about you have me on the show? All righty. Before we get in the next uh, paranormal news story, actually, it's just a video that I've been waiting to, uh, to watch because I'm very excited to see what it is. Um, I just want, I should preface this by saying, since this is an episode about um, Mandela effects, they anger me so much that I figured... I should have a drink before I do this episode, you know, to, to take the edge off. And and all it did was, I think, got me, A, I think I drank too much. I'll be honest. I think I'm drunk. I'll be honest. I think if I blew one of those little thingies that you blow, not a policeman, um, the thingies that the police give you, that you blow into and tells you if you're drunk, one of those thingies, I think if I blew into it, I, I would blow drunk. I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't know what I'm saying. All right. So the next one in paranormal news, what I'm saying is I got a little drunk before the show, and I think I'm a little bit too drunk to do the show, but I'm not stopping now. I'm, I'm 11 minutes in, and I'm just going to push on. So next up in paranormal news, it's a video I've been wanting to watch for a little while now, uh, for two days now. It's a clip of ghostly figure walking into campfire, and it, quote, gives internet the chills. All righty. As always, I wait until the actual episode before I watch the video. The video says, is it just me or did I catch a ghost walking up the hill into the fire? Shocky face. Actually, I don't think it's a shocky face. It's the face where it's the big eyes, but a little slip mouth. Ah, It doesn't matter. It's an emoji. All right, here we go. It's campfire. It's a dude. I I say he's not a ghost. It's a guy standing behind a campfire. Now they're panning up into the night sky where the embers are blowing around. Back to the campfire. Oh, God, it's a dog. 
Not in the campfire, thankfully. What? Wait, where the fuck was the camp? What? All right, goes from dog. Now we're on campfire. Now it's a dude. Obviously not a ghost. Now it pans up to the sky with the embers. Pans back to the dog. I'm sorry. Where am I supposed to see a ghost? God damn it. I got to watch it again. Dog. Panning to the right. Logs. Panning to the right. Oh, I see it. 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 Okay, hold on. As they're panning to the right to actually get to the campfire, there is some kind of glitch in the camera that makes it look like something is moving towards. Okay, I see it. All right, it's just the. All right, so when you record on a on a cell phone, I forget if it's up to down or left to right. I think it's left or right. When it's recording, it it records everything. Like even if you take a a photo. Come here. Oh God. Hi, Rum. How are you? It records everything from the left to the right. So as you're panning to the right, if there's motion to the right, you're going to see this kind of like halo effect of the motion. That's all I see in this. I don't think it's a ghost, but I'll throw it into the um, the Facebook fan page. Let you know. Uh, let you think. See what you think. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Alrighty. I, I'm not that drunk. I swear. Up next in paranormal news, former intelligence official breaks silence on government UFO investigations. This comes to us from 8newsnow.com. Jay Stratton is one of the United States government's highest-ranking and most experienced UFO hunters. During his long career working with various intelligence agencies, Stratton might have seen more of the Pentagon's hidden UFO files than anyone else. Okay, well then tell us what you know, Jay Stratton, or at least come on the show. He is the only person in the federal government to have worked directly on all three of the most recent UFO programs, including the ones based in Las Vegas. Um, when a mysterious unidentified flying object dubbed the Tic Tac, you know all about that. I'm not going to read you about that. Hold on. Someone's texting me and it's all right. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So we've got the Tic Tac. We know all about that. He said, I really didn't have a passion growing up. I didn't have all the books. I didn't watch all the TV shows. I stepped into a job at the Defense Intelligence Agency where some things came across the desk. From 2008 till 2021, nearly everything related to UFO activity came across Jay Stratton's desk. Ooh, I really want to talk to this guy. He was the individual who, who decided to abandon the acronym UFO in favor of UAP. Interesting. He's worked at the highest levels of naval intelligence, which loaned him to the Defense Intelligence Agency, where he excelled at reverse engineering. Very cool. He and his colleague, Dr. James Lakotsky, a rocket scientist, saw reports of unknown craft. He assumed that a central location was analyzing those reports. As we tried to find that office, we found nothing was there. So they set out to create an office that would fit the bill. Um, they talked about uh, working on the Skinwalker Ranch. He went to the property after he went there. He pitched the creation of a formal investigation into the location. He consulted with the AAWSAP program and later its successor, AAATIP, if you don't know what that is. It's the Advanced Aerospace, Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Then in 2017, ah, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, basically, he says it's frustrating because you know the rest of the story and you can't tell the rest of the story. He scoffs at debunkers who explain away the objects as flares, drones, or birds. Interesting. So he says there's more. This is the guy that would know it. He says there's more to the story. They're not flares, drones, or birds, as we all know that they're not. 
in 2021, he left the UAP task force. Um, he said 143 of the 144 incidents were investigated and considered unidentified. Him and Dr. Travis Taylor now work for Radiance Technologies, a defense contractor with offices in 17 states, including Nevada. This is very interesting. I really want to talk to this guy. It really doesn't go into what he knows, but I have a feeling he really can't go into what he knows. Let me see um, if the video will play. Every Nope, no commercials. No free commercials on this one. Uh, free commercial. Uh, check out Buzz Lee and all of his work. Where can you find him? I don't know, but you should find him because he is amazing. Buzz Lee, for the best bumper music in the biz, call on Buzz Lee. Uh, can you address uh, the work that was done by OSAP, the reports that you've read that haven't been made public, whether it was worthwhile or not? So I, I think, so I'm back at ONI at this point, right? So my day-to-day -day interaction with the contract and with, with Bass was not not there, you know, I didn't have that day-to-day. -day. Um, however, Dr. Lukatsky and I, again, he wants to pick my brain on things that are being seen, and I'm still in a role uh, where I'm concerned about threats to aviation and, and those types of, of things, right? So it's good to keep me and the team that I had and, and, and my larger Rolodex of experts across the Intel community. So it was good to keep me uh, up to speed. Um, the heart and soul of OSAP was those technology areas and the heart and soul of those technologies areas is preventing a disruptive technology. The other stuff that came out of that was collateral. It, 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 you know, if you go to the ranch to see a nuts and bolts craft that you might be able to put your hands on and you see other things that you can't explain, no one to this day can explain. Is it something to do with the technology? Is it something, you know, is it an effect on the body? Is it, is it something that, that's driving you to see things that, that aren't really there? You know, all those things needed to be studied. All righty, so that is a minute and 19 seconds, the full interview from Channel 8 News, whatever it is, 8 News Now. That is what you call, oops, sorry, hold on a second. She's, Rum wants to give me something. Thank you, Rum. That is what you call saying absolutely nothing for a minute and 19 seconds to try and answer a question. Very well done, I might add, but boy, I got nothing out of that minute and 19 second answer. Like, I can do that too. You, you ask me a question and I don't want to give you an answer. I can babble on, as you all know. I can banter for a couple of minutes straight, but um, yeah, I, I didn't get anything out of that answer. He didn't say anything. He didn't tell us anything new. He didn't... Um, <laughs> I mean, I got nothing out of that. A minute and 19 seconds, I got nothing out of. All right. Well, with that, I guess let's move on to the next one. I still want to talk to the guy. I think he's a very cool guy. Hopefully, maybe he'll be at the uh, Alien Con. So coming up, hi, Rum. Thank you very much. Hi, sweetheart. Coming up very soon. Hold on. Let me get the dates. Hi, Rum. Thank you. Hold on, Rum. I got to get the dates for people. I'm talking to them about Alien Con. Here we go. Coming up very soon. It's just 30 days away, it says. AlienCon in Pasadena. I'm going to go. Whether they give me a free ticket or not, hopefully they'll still give me a free ticket. AlienCon, if you're listening, I'm plugging it for you now. It's March 4th and 5th, 2023 in Pasadena, California. I went to it pre-pandemic and absolutely loved it. It has some great guests, a great lineup. I'm, I'm very excited to go to it. It's called AlienCon. Um, if you're going or if you want to go, I'll be there so we can always do a, like a, a paramaniac meetup. Um, as long as you promise not to kill me, I'd love to meet you. Um, so AlienCon, 
March 4th and 5th in Pasadena, California. You can go to alien, thealiencon.com for tickets and guests and schedules. There's a lot of guests. Hold on, let me read you a couple of the guests. I'll do a, a mini plug for this. That's how cool this thing is. Whether or not they give me a free ticket, Giorgio Sukalis, you know, the guy that says it was aliens. He'll be there. Very nice guy. I met him last time. Eric Von Daniken, very nice guy. I met him last time. Dr. Travis Taylor, I interviewed him on an episode a long time ago. He'll be there. I really, really like uh, Dr. Travis Taylor. David Childress, William Henry, Carolyn Corey, George Knapp, another big name in the community. Um, one of the guys from Skinwalker Ranch will be there. A couple of the guys from Skinwalker Ranch will be there. Jeremy Corbell, that, that's the name. That's the guy I've been wanting to interview forever. He will be there. Hopefully I can meet him and see if I can interview him. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, this list just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And Paranormal Almanac's Kurt Sandvig will be walking around there. So if you want to see that guy, fuck that guy. But if you want to see that guy, there you go. That's the place to be. March 4th and 5th in Pasadena, California. Get your tickets now. Tickets do sell out. I'm not kidding. The tickets do sell out. It's at the Pasadena Convention Center in Pasadena, California. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'll see you there. All righty. Up next in paranormal news, odd triangular UFO spotted hovering over Salt Lake City. This is brand new. I wanted to watch this one as well. Um, Here we go. Okay, guys. Hi. We have got footage of this dark triangular object that was spotted over Salt Lake City, Utah. You now, cool. the footage comes in three parts. Comes in three so guys, parts. Guys, let's take a look at the footage. Take a look at the footage. And we'll have a real quick chat afterwards. I'm going to have a real quick chat with you guys So we're looking at Salt Lake, mid-September. All right. He's not wrong. There is a yeah, triangle in the sky. Appears to be. Focus, man. Come on. Focus in on that. There you go. Zoom in. Kind of like a triangular shape. He's not wrong. Gray. There is a triangular shape just floating there Object. in the sky. Come on. Bring it back. There you go. Stay right there. Don't focus. Oh, come on. Don't stop zooming in. It, it blurs every time you zoom in. I'm going to skip ahead because this is taking too long for me. It's a six-minute video. Hold on. I'm definitely skipping ahead. It's still there. It's moving. Oh, it is moving slightly. Slightly moving. Here's what I know about this. To 15,000. All right, yeah, fuck it. Um, yeah, it's a very dark triangular object in the sky over Salt Lake City, it says. I've got no idea what the hell it is. It's cool. So, all right. There you go. I'll throw that up on the uh, Facebook fan page as well. All righty. Up next is the Damn It, Why Am I So Broke segment of Paranormal News. Wait, I already did one of those. Well, this is part two of it. So if you if you decided like, hey Kurt, you know I, I like you, but I'm not, I don't like you three point two million dollars much. Well, how about this? Calling all Nessie hunters, Loch Ness side church goes on the market. Starting bid seventy thousand pounds. That's it, seventy thousand pounds. You get this cool ass old ass church with a freaking graveyard. It's called the Doris Parish Church. It's gone on the market for seventy thousand pounds. And it's lock side. You can see the lock from the church. Oh, my God. This thing's amazing. Let's see. The C-List Detached Church Building and its session house has gone up for sale as the Church of Scotland progresses a wider plan for church ministry within the Presbytery. The stone-built church is located on the outskirts of the village of Doris, six miles from the Inverness City Center. It's basically locked side. 
Church is surrounded by an ancient graveyard where there are memorials to Lovat Scouts and Cameron Highlands. A brochure advertising the church and session house described the sale as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to purchase in a picturesque area of Scotland. It is absolutely incredible. It is an old-ass stone church with a house. I don't see the house, though, but it must be there because they said it was. Um, And a very old graveyard that's freaking amazing right on the lock. So, again... If I'm not $3.2 million worth to you, maybe I'm 70,000 pounds worth to you and I could start doing an episode or doing the podcast right from Loch Ness. Now, you will have to get me, rum, all of my crap, and my hot rod over to Scotland, but I think it's a great deal. Honestly, for you guys, I think it's going to be a great deal because eventually, you know, I'll be hanging out there more and living there. So eventually I'll have this weird like Scottish brogue, which, you know, that's cool. And then I'll I'll give you daily um daily updates from the lock. I'll walk out during the you know, like in the middle of like paranormal news. I'll be like, come on guys, let's go outside and ah, there's the lock. And then I'll look around and I'll be like, nope, no Nessie sighting. Or I'll look around and I'll be like, whoa, there's Nessie. You know, so you get live real time updates on is Nessie outside Kurt's house? Yes or no? That's worth it. That's worth seventy thousand pounds. That's that's amazing. It is connected to main supply for electricity and water. That's good. I need both of those to live. Um, the subjects are C-listed and could be used without the necessity of obtaining change of use consent as a creche, day nursery, day center, educational establishment, museum, art gallery, or public library. It has also a potential for a variety of other uses such as theater, cinema, entertainment venue, retail space, community resource subject, or... The new home of Paranormal Almanac. I added that last one. Um, Conversion to residential accommodation might also be possible. Property can be viewed by contacting the Church of Scotland by email to properties at churchofscotland.org.uk. Tell them Kurt Sandig um, told you about it. I don't know why you would. They wouldn't care. They'd be like, who? Why do we care about that? But, you know, you can still tell them I sent you. It is cool. I'm looking at the photo right now. It's, I mean, you can see the lock from the church. Oh, my God, it's amazing. All righty, is that it for Paranormal News? Nope, there's one more story in Paranormal News. Let's get to that last story so we can get on to this episode. Up next in Paranormal News, Loch Ness Monster, not a monster, theory as Nessie is spotted abroad and woman, quote, solves the mystery. Now, this was about the one that was seen in North Carolina. And everybody was like, oh, my God, Nessie moved away. No. It says that Nessie sightings have declined in recent years. Bullshit. But multiple reports of Nessie still come in each year, and recently it's been spotted as far as North Carolina. Last year, Sue, who was age 60, watched a documentary about uh, Nessie and it jogged something in her memory. As soon as she realized she had seen the same thing before in her hometown of Penrith, Australia. Sue thought she'd finally solved the mystery and knew exactly what the beast was. But she's one of many, so what does Sue think it is? Um, I'm skipping ahead, skipping ahead. Seen in North Carolina, don't care. Something you don't see every day, that's cool. Um, some suggest it was an alligator or maybe a baby whale. Um, 
What is you? What do you think it is? Sue, get to it. Oh, God. She says it's definitely a Loch Ness monster, not a monster. I saw it, too, the same day I saw Bigfoot walking a black panther on a leash. What? What? I'm skipping ahead. Sue said she watched a documentary about Nessie. It jogged something in her memory. And um, it shows the 1934 picture. And she thinks, oh, come on. Oh, she is certain that Nessie is an elaborate hoax. Well, the photo that she's talking about from 1934 is a hoax, so nice going there, Sue. You're an idiot. Uh, You know what? I'm not even going to go to the rest of the story because that just proves that Sue's an idiot. So uh, the last story in paranormal news is that Sue is an idiot. All righty, let's take a quick break. Oh, before we go take a quick break, head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash paranormal dash almanac. That's right, tpublic.com slash stores slash, that stores with an S, slash paranormal dash almanac. There's a lot of new merch. And it's going on sale soon. I don't have the dates in front of me, but it is going on sale. The shirts might not be on sale, but everything else is going to be like 35% off, like stickers and all sorts of crap. It's it's a good sale is what I'm saying. It's coming up very soon. Check T Public for all information. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Paranormal Almanac. That's not the right sound. Paranormal Almanac. We are back. That's right. On this edition, I wanted to talk some more about the Mandela effect. Why? Well, I'll be honest. Last week, I was going to do an episode about a different topic. While I was researching the episode, I found an author that I really wanted to interview for the episode, and I reached out to her, and she said yes, but she doesn't have any free time till the end of this month. So I put that episode on hold, took a little breather, uh, you know, day job and all that fun stuff was getting in the way. So took a little breather and said, you know what? Let me move up the Mandela Effect episode, and I'll postpone that episode until I get to actually talk to this author. So, you know, there's a little teaser for the end of this month. There'll be a a new interview coming up that I'm very excited to do. But I figured, all right, it's time to do some more Mandela Effects. And then if, if I have some time, maybe I will do some more not political, crazy, dumb conspiracies. We'll see if I get to it. If not, that'll be on an upcoming episode. But at the very least, I wanted to talk some Mandela effects. Um, here's what I found out. First, I found out that Mandela effects are getting harder and harder to find because it is now a very big thing for people to post fake Mandela effects just for clicks. So, like, you know, you know, like they'll post something that is not a Mandela effect at all. They'll be like, you know. Can you believe that in this universe there was no R2-D2 in Star Wars? And then all these people will click on it and be like, dude, what are you talking about? Here's a billion photos of R2-D2. R2-D2 is ever... What are you talking about? Just for like the, the likes and the comments. Even if it's hate, they're still getting the clicks and they're still getting the comments. And they'll be like, you know, dude, you're wrong. Here's a link. And it's fine. It's cool. But, you know, actually it's not cool. It sucks. Because trying to find more Mandela effects, I found more and more of these. Now, some of them, like, like here's, a, here's an example. While I was going for more, while I was looking for more Mandela effects, I was sifting through them and I found a guy that says the album Meet the Beatles never existed. So, you know, I get all Kurt angry and I was like, bullshit, I have that fucking album. 
And then I go through and I flip through all of my vinyl. Boom. And I pull it out and it says, meet the Beatles. I'm like, dumbass motherfucker. And it turns out it's just some dickhole who wants like comments and clicks, who knows that meet the Beatles existed and basically was just wasting my time. And that happened a lot. There are dozens of these. Like the movie Fly Away Home. You remember the movie Fly Away Home? It's about like geese that are flying home and some guy in like this ultralight glider is like flying with them is one of the geese. And, and you know, it's a movie that a lot of people have seen. If you haven't seen it, don't bother watching it. I kind of just explained it to you. But there was a guy on TikTok. TikTok? Sure, why not? There was a guy on TikTok who said that the movie wasn't based on a true story. And I'm like, what? No, I clearly remember that that movie was based. If this is a true Mandela effect, then yeah, we're in a different universe because I remember that guy. It's a true story. And there's this guy up in like Canada or something. So I had to Google it and, you know, to prove it. And then, yes, thankfully, it's still based on a true story. And this guy is just posting this to get weird people like me to go, wait, is that true? And then waste their time you know, looking for it on Google, finding it, and then commenting on this guy's thing. It's just a quick way to get clicks and comments. It sucks is what I'm saying. So trying to find new Mandela effects, I found that more often than I found actual new Mandela effects, and it wasted my time. Fun fact, I do not like my time being wasted, but with that being said, I did find some more Mandela effects. Now, some are just fucking bullshit that anger me almost as much as Stouffer stovetop stuffing not existing anymore. Wait, hold on. I'm, let me Google. I'm going to Google it and see if the universe has course corrected and stove Stouffer stovetop stuffing exists now. Hold on. Oh, please be there. Please be there. Stop. Stovetop stuffing. All right, here we go. Uh, oh, nope. God damn it. Nope. We're still in the darkest timeline where Stouffer's stovetop stuffing never existed. I don't even like saying that because it's such bullshit. It did exist. I remember it. It All right, you know what? I'm not going to get off on that tangent. Let's get into these. And like I said, some of them anger me. Some of them, I'll admit, I am far too stupid to know what is, quote, supposed to be there or what it was supposed to be like. So, um... The first one, Dawn emailed me it, and it was also posted on the fan page, and it freaked me out for a minute because there's this TikTok of some guy that said, in Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal, Michael Jackson doesn't say, you've been struck by, you've been hit by a smooth criminal. He doesn't say the you've been struck by part. He says, you've been hit by, you've been hit by, a smooth criminal, he says it twice. And a TikTok video that he has does have Michael Jackson repeating it twice, and it confused the hell out of me to the point where I was like, Dawn, to Don, I was like, nope, not cool. What is happening in this universe? Because, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but back in the day, I was a huge Michael Jackson fan. You know, this is before, you know, he found out he was creepy and everything. But like in the early 80s or mid 80s, mid to late 80s, I was a huge, man, mid-80s. I was a huge Michael Jackson fan, dressed up as the guy. Not not like in blackface. I'm not, you know, don't cancel me. But, like, I had the beat it jacket and, you know, the glove and everything. I, I loved Michael Jackson was what I was saying. As much as he probably would have loved me back in the day when I was, like, what, 12. But 
I was like, no, fuck you. I know this song. It's you've been struck by, you've been hit by a smooth criminal. Dunk, 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 dunk. So after listening to the song a few times all the way through, thankfully, I can I can say that this is not a true Mandela effect. This is another guy who wants clicks. And good on him because he got even clicks from me on a stupid fucking TikTok. It's still there. It's just not there in every verse. I, you know what? I'll probably get like demonetized or whatever for, for posting this, but I want to play it for you. Hold on. Nope, nope, no free, no free ads. Sorry. And zero. There we go. Oh my God, this is the nine minute. Oh, this is the nine minute version. Oh, I got to skip around. That's going to be like nine minutes because Michael's going to dance for like 12 minutes here. Uh, let me find a different version. I'm going to find I'm going to find the karaoke version so I can skip ahead. OK, here we go. Uh, are you OK, Annie? Come on. Oh, for fuck's sake. He's got blood stains on the carpet. Then you ran in the bedroom. You were struck down. It was your doom, Annie. Okay, come on, Annie. Are you okay? You okay, Annie? Annie, are you listening? Annie, we're all worried about you. Um, Is this for? Is this about the little kid, Annie? The girl, Annie? You've been hit by, you've been hit by a smooth criminal. Okay, so at a minute and 33 seconds of the song, he says, you've been hit by, you've been hit by a smooth criminal. So weird, didn't sound right, but if you go to the two minute and 28 second mark, let me go to that for everybody because I want to prove it to you. Two minute, 28 second. There we go. It's close enough. You've been struck by a smooth Oh, wait, wait. I... You hear it? Did you hear it? There we go. So it is still there. Despite what this guy and a shit ton of other people online are saying, they're saying in this universe, you've been struck by isn't there. Well, it is. You, It's there. Don't freak out. Michael Jackson is still dead. He's still probably allegedly, I'm, I'm going to say that to be on safe side so I don't get sued by his estate. He allegedly didn't, you know, like fondle little boys or whatever, Corey Feldman or whatever, but he still says it. You've been struck by a smooth criminal. And it, again, I had to listen to the whole song, a couple of different forms to find it, but it is still there, thankfully. So the first one is a debunk of other people's Mandela effects. Sorry, everybody. You've been struck by a fake Mandela effect. All right, next is a Mandela, a Mandela effect that I, I don't or didn't experience. I don't know how to say it. Like, this is one that I don't experience. I never experienced it. A lot of people online think that Bob Barker is dead. They clearly remember Bob Barker dying. They clearly remember a lot of people talking about his death. I didn't. Thankfully, he's not. But... He will be by the end of 2023. Yeah, that's right. I'm putting him on the death watch of 2023. Your days are numbered, Bob. Uh, hold on a second. 
Let's see. He'll be dead by the end of this song. Okay, I will say that if he dies tomorrow, like after I release this, I will feel, I, I'm going to feel bad. I'm not going to lie. I like Bob Barker. Uh, spay or neuter your pets, everybody. Alrighty, for this next one, let uh, let me ask it this way. Dumb American here. Um, people that are listening to this podcast, what is the capital of Australia? What is the capital of Australia? Um, uh, first I said, oh, it, it's Brisbane. And then I thought about it and I said, oh, no, no, it's, it's, it's got to be Melbourne. And then I thought about it and I said, huh, I don't know of any other places in Australia. So then I guessed it's wherever, whatever land that Mad Max was supposed to take place. And then I went down that rabbit hole to find out that Mad Max takes place in Australia. So that wasn't helpful at all. And then I also found out that Mad Max's last name is Rockatansky. That's true. You can look it up. Mad Max, last name, is Rockatansky, which doesn't help, but that's weird, right? Then I forgot what I was supposed to be looking up, so I just looked at, you know, I just Google image searches, uh, like, of Australian girls, and I looked at that for far too long, and then I remembered, oh, crap, I'm supposed to be working on the new episode. Forget about the Australian girls, Kurt. What is the capital of Australia? And it turns out it's Canberra. That's not a joke. It is Canberra. C-A-N-B-E-R-R-A. Canberra is the capital of Australia and not like a mythical land or name of some tea that'll help me sleep. Canberra, the capital of Australia. So I, I guess that's a thing. But my question is this. Is it that the American education system failed me or... Is it a Mandela effect? You decide. Oh my God. I just remembered another one. Sydney. Sydney, Australia. That would have been my third guess. I would have gone, ooh, I would have gone like Sydney, then Brisbane, then Melbourne. I just remembered it. Uh, Sydney, another place in Australia. That's not the capital. It's Canberra. All right. This next one is way better than Canberra. Don't worry. This one I think everybody will know. It's from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Then this is a movie that I watched way too many times, and I quote from often whilst playing Dungeons and Dragons. All right, you remember the scene where they're collecting dead people on a trolley during the plague? Most people, I'll put it this way, most people remember the still alive dead man as saying, I'm not dead yet. You remember that? What's that? Yeah, I'm not dead yet. Hey, he says he's not dead yet. Yes, he is. I'll be stone dead in a minute. Like, you know, that goes on and on. And he ends up hitting him. Oh, thanks. He throws him on the trolley and moves on. Well, tons of people online quote it as I'm not dead yet. Videos on YouTube are named I'm not dead yet Monty Python. But here's the thing. He never says the word yet. He says, I'm not dead. And then that's it. I, I, I don't know what to think about this one. And then I tried to think about when I say it, do I say, I'm not dead, but I don't. I know I say, I'm not dead yet. Like if my character's about to die, I'll go, I'm not dead yet. I think he said yet. I don't know. That one, that one bothers me. I'm going to put that in the, in the one 
to scale of one to 10, 10 being Stouffer's stovetop stuffing and one being Canberra, Australia, I'm going to put that at like a five where it bothers me, but I'm not like so fucking angry that I'm like flipping a table and like texting Sean Bishop and being like, what the fuck, Sean? Because that's what I'll do later. You'll, you'll hear it. Um, it's weird though, right? I'm going to put it at a five. All right, sticking with movies for a second, because I'm going to bounce all around. When I was trying to come up with this episode, I said, do I do it in a special order? Do I do like songs and then movies and then shit that Kurt doesn't know, which is a lot of them. I'm like, no, I'm going to bounce around. So I'm going to stick with movies for a second because even The Matrix has a glitch in The Matrix. All right, you know the line from Morpheus in The Matrix? What if I told you? Remember that, like, you know, Morpheus is talking to Neo and he says, what if I told you? There's a bunch of fucking memes that say, like, what if I told you? And then they say something dumb. Well, that never happened in The Matrix. In my mind, he says, what if I told you everything you knew was a lie? That's the best, that's the best um, Morpheus impression that I can do. Um, But in my mind, he says, what if I told you? Everything you knew was a lie. He never says that in the movie. That seems weird, right? He says, let me tell you. He never says, what if I told you? He says, let me tell you. And he never says, let me tell you everything you knew was a lie. He just doesn't say that at all. The line, what if I told you everything you knew was a lie, is not in the Matrix. This one bothers me because I know he said it. I know it. I'm going to put this one at like a 7 out of 10 of bothering me. I know he said it. That seems right, right? I'm not the only one, right? I mean, if I am, you can tell me. If you could, you know, be like, Kurt, you're wrong. But I'm not. I know it. All right. Let's switch gears. Let's go over to children's books. And no, I'm not talking about the bears that everybody mispronounces. No, I'm talking about pigs. Because even the three little pigs have changed. Oh, I know. Hold on. Remember the line? All right, this is the line that's going to be brilliantly acted by yours truly. You remember the line? I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. Remember that line for the pigs? I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. Well, nope. Never happened. Fuck it. It's actually, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. Uh-uh. Nope, don't like that one at all. Six out of 10, bullshit meter for Mandela effects. All right, how about famous art? No, not Mona Lisa's smile. I talked about that one on another episode. You gotta listen to all the Mandela effect episodes. No, I'm talking about something bigger. I'm talking about Michelangelo's David. You know Michelangelo's David. It's a giant sculpture of some naked dude. I'll be honest. I have never looked up farther than his junk, but apparently if you look past his penis up to his face, Michelangelo's David now has heart-shaped pupils, which is weird, right? Because I always thought that David was made to be like the perfect anatomical representation of man. Like he sculpted him away perfectly, and it was like, you know, bar none, the most perfect representation of man that was ever sculpted albeit with a, you know, tiny dick, but, you know, but still, but no, apparently Michelangelo's David has heart-shaped pupils, and you can actually look it up. 
If you look up Michelangelo's David heart-shaped pupils, you'll see photos of it. Heart-shaped eyes. That's weird, right? Why heart-shaped eyes? I don't know. Moving on, uh, let's move on to Little Caesars. From high art to uh, low-quality pizza. All right, do you remember in the old uh, Little Caesars commercials? The mascot would come out at the end of the commercial, and he would like take he would take a bite out of the pizza that's on his spear. You know, he's got the spear, and he's like chomp on the pizza, and then he'd look at you and go pizza, pizza. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Now he stomps his spear, and a pizza slice drops, grabs that pizza slice, takes a bite out of it, pizza, pizza, all that fun stuff. I'll be honest. I'm going to put this at like a three out of 10 because I kind of remember it both ways. I kind of remember him taking a slice out of pizza like or taking a bite out of the pizza on the spear, but I kind of also remember him taking a slice off the spear, taking a bite, pizza, pizza, end of the commercial. But boy, are people arguing about it online. While we're on Little Caesars, you also remember when they used to have Bigfoot pizza? That was cool. I, I mean, there's no Mandela effect there. I just really liked being able to order a Bigfoot pizza. Um... All right, up next is a classic song. It's classic song time. I should probably pull this up and play it for you, but I'm not gonna, because, again, every time I play, like, I'm sure this Michael Jackson song has pretty much stopped this from being on anything where I can get monetized, like Spotify or whatever, but whatever, who cares? I don't I don't make any money off that shit anyway. Um, in Elton John's Yellow Brick Road, you know the song Yellow Brick Road? Do you remember? <clears throat> Hold on, I gotta take a drink before I sing this to you. Oh, I finally found my future lies beyond the yellow brick road. All right, is it, oh, I finally found my future lies beyond the yellow brick road. That's how I remember it. But apparently, it has always been, oh, I finally decided my future lies. That doesn't sound right at all. You have to really kind of squish it in there. Oh, I finally decided my future lies. Nope, that doesn't sound right. I'm going to give that a 6 out of 10 because it doesn't fit. Oh, I finally decided my future lies. No, it's, oh, I finally found my future lies. I don't know. I don't know. That one doesn't really fit. But what do you guys think? What do you guys remember on that one? And I'm sorry that I, you know, that I sang really badly out of key Elton John. But you know what, though? To be fair... I just saw Elton John's last concert at Dodger Stadium. He sang it out of key now. So, you know, he's the one who originated it, and even he's singing it out of key anymore. Unless you're listening to this, Elton John, in which case, honestly, I loved the show. It was fucking brilliant. It was an amazing, magical night of my life. Um, I got to stare at, at Cara Delevingne while you sang, and that just blew my mind because she's freaking gorgeous. But anyhow, this next one. Oh, boy, did we just jump up to 10 out of 10 on the Stouffer Stovetop Stuffing Scale. This next one I know is wrong, and it angers me to no end. Like, so much that I texted Sean Bishop, and then I riled him up, too, because he's like, what bullshit is wrong? That's my impression of, of Sean Bishop. Sean, if you're listening, it's just robble, 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 robble. I, I'm telling you, this one, bullshit. In my universe... I know what it was, and now we've moved on to another universe, and I do not like it. The movie, Pulp Fiction. The character, Mr. Wolf, played by Harvey Keitel. You remember this one? Mr. Wolf. They call Mr. Wolf. 
And he's like, I'll be there in nine minutes or whatever he says, 10 minutes. And these books, you know, like, and, and in the scene, the shot is the front of his Acura zipping towards the camera stops. Camera is right on the license plate. And the license plate said, oh, it said Mr. Wolf. It fucking says Mr. Wolf on the license plate in Pulp Fiction. I remember it clear as day. Car zooms up, Mr. Wolf. Boom, bam, scene goes on brilliantly. Well, guess what? It no longer says Mr. Wolf. It is just a regular old California license plate, a bunch of blah, blah, blahs, MSX, 5-0, blah, blah, blah. Why? Why would Quentin Tarantino, who, who plans every fucking shot perfectly, why would he have the car zoom up like it did, zeroing in on the license plate for a random, regular license plate? No. Do not like at all. 10 out of 10, Stouffer stovetop stuffing scale, angers me to no end. Okay, this next one. This next one I'm going to read to you directly from Reddit. It's about the movie Iron Giant, a brilliant movie that I love oh so, so, so much. It's a beautiful movie. It says, My brain's newest and current hyperfixation is the Iron Giant. I watched it for the first time about a month ago, but a scene I remember being there is gone. I know lots of people have Mandela effects relating to this film, but it turns out they just didn't know the difference between regular and signature editions, though mine isn't. And that I will say, Kurt here, that does happen quite a bit where people will complain about something and it's on a signature edition or the bonus episodes or the bonus scenes in a DVD. This isn't this is what he says. What I remember went like this. Around the scene where the giant goes to the scrapyard for the first time. I remember there being a scene before that where a race is happening. The giant is looking at it mostly because he wants to eat the cars. And Hogarth explains to him what it is, and they watch it for a minute from the distance. Then they get distracted or do something else, or the scene changes or something. I don't exactly remember what happened. This is this guy saying it. I watched the original version before they took it off the streaming service. I had it on DVD. I own it on DVD and in the signature edition, so I guess it's possible they could have taken it off of the signature edition, though it doesn't make any sense, but looking it up on the internet leads to no results. It's just gone off the face of the earth. The scene with the car race is gone. And he says, no, I'm not thinking about the scene where Dean takes the car away. That would, that would have been right before that. And I got to say, that sounds strangely, vaguely familiar to me that there was a car race in the Iron Giant. It's one of those like distant memories or was that a dream kind of a thing? But I think that's what happens with the Mandela effect a lot is that you go, huh, I do kind of recall that, but that doesn't, it's not, but is it, but was it? You know, like, it's a dream kind of thing. I think this guy is onto something about the Iron Giant. What do you guys think? Have you seen the Iron Giant? Is there a scene, or do you remember a scene, about a car race happening and the Iron Giant wanting to eat one of the cars? It sounds vaguely familiar. It seems oddly familiar to me. I'll put it that way. I'll put it on, a, like, a three out of the Stouffer Stovetop stuffing, stuffing Scale. All righty. Here we go. Another geography one, but one in my universe that I think is right, but apparently isn't right anymore, and it really angers me. This is one that if you grew up in America, maybe around the world, I don't know, but if you grew up in America, in my universe anyway, you would have gotten this right. The question is, what's the longest river 
right here in America? What is the longest river in America? I feel like I'm doing like a trivia night at a bar right now. Um, what's the longest river right here in America? Take it. Take your time. Take a, take a second. Hold on. I'll give you thinking music. You guys want thinking music? I'll give you thinking music. Ready? Here we go. Not enough time? All right, I'll give you longer thinking music. The question is, what's the longest river right here in America? Think about it. Did you say the Mississippi River? Oh, good timing music. Did you say the Mississippi River like I did? Well, you're wrong. It's the Missouri River, and nothing is real anymore. What? The Missouri River? No. Nope. Nuh-uh. No way, no how. The Missouri River is longer than the Mississippi River. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Come on. You learned that in school, people. I don't like it at all. All right, back to TV real quick. Is it the Chappelle Show or Chappelle's Show? I'll be honest, I don't know. So moving on. Okay. There are times in life where shit takes off that is so weird that the universe should course correct and try to remove it. Like, you remember when everyone got into, like, swing dancing in the 90s? Or when everyone did this shitty dance called the Macarena? Well, this Mandela effect is about the Macarena. And um, I have no way to explain this on an audio podcast, but people are saying that the Macarena has changed. So, oh, how do we do this? I get, Here we go. So I guess, you know what? Do the Macarena right now, especially if you're driving or listening to this at work. And, um, you know, like, see if you do it the way you remember it, I guess. Then go online and look up Macarena Dance Mandela Effect on YouTube and see if you did it right. Because there's like four versions where people are like, what the hell are you doing? It's the, you know, hand out, hand out, hand on the back of the head, hand on the back of the head, hand on the hip, hand on the hip, thrust your dick, you know, like that kind of a thing. But then there's other people like, no, then you bend your hand, then you... Then you like you you cross your hands and then you you, you I, I don't know. There's a lot to it. Like I said, it's hard to explain on an audio podcast, but again, stand up right now, wherever you are. I don't care if you're on jury duty, stand up wherever you're at right now. In a car, stand up. Don't care. Do the Macarena right now. Full dance. Can't stop. You have to do the full dance. And um, then go online later today and um, check out Macarena dance. Mandela effect, and see if you did it correctly. If you did, I you, you win, I guess. I don't know what the I don't know what the outcome of that is, but I'm gonna put that at the three out of the ten out of the Stouffer's stovetop stuffing scale because, frankly, I couldn't care less which one is right. It, I seem to remember one that some people are saying never existed, but I'll be honest, I'm more embarrassed that I ever did the Macarena on a cruise ship in the '90s than. Is the Macarena changed for Kurt in the year 2023? I, I I don't care. So moving on. How about another classic song? Do you know the song Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas? Boom Boom Pow. You know that song. Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Is it 
I'm so 2008, you so 2000 and late, or is it I'm so 3008, you so 2000 and late? Well, perhaps I am blowing your mind right now because the answer is 3008. Hold on. I got I to gotta play this for you because I said this to someone earlier today, uh, a coworker. And he was like, no, man, no, you're just, you're just wrong. And I'm like, but, but I'm not, I'm not wrong. So, uh, we're going to skip this commercial and then I'll play you a little snippet from the black eyed peas. This next song is going out to all you Mandela effect lovers out there. Mandela effect fucks you up. Stouffer stovetop stuffing. I don't know where in the song it is though. I'll be honest. Um, you can get I have no idea where in the song it is. This is going to be interesting. Oh, oh, here we go. I found it. Here we go. They try to copy my swagger. I'm on that niche now. I'm so 3008. You sold 2000 and late. I got that. Did you hear it? I'm so 3008. You sold 2000 and late. One more time. Now I'm so 3008. You sold 2000 and late. That's right. It is 3008. You're so 2000 and late. Um, that seems weird to me. I'll give that a, 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 a pure two out of 10. Cause I'd never really listened to the song before, but you know, it's kind of just out there in the universe. Everybody kind of hears it, but it still seems weird that she says, I'm so 3008. You so 2000 and late. I don't know. Anyhow, next song, the Eurythmics sweet dreams are made of this. Not these. It is sweet dreams are made of this. Now, this one bothered me because I remember these, but then I listened to it. And I think where the confusion comes from is it sounds like she's saying these. Even though she's saying this, it's sweet dreams are made of these. You know, she's saying she's kind of slurring it. But here's the problem. It doesn't help that the Marilyn Manson version of the song says... Sweet dreams are made of these very clearly. So why would one person get it so wrong? I don't know. Three out of ten. Moving on. Real quick. Did McDonald's change to McDonald's? Was it an M-A-C? McDonald's. Did it change to McDonald's? Yes or no? I don't know. I thought it was McDonald's. Next up. The fan favorite movie. Boy, when you say like, hey, hey, paramaniacs out there listening, what's your favorite movie of all time? Give me your top 10. I guarantee that in your top 10 movies, you're going to say like, oh, well, you know, like Godfather is a great movie and Jaws and Star Wars. But my favorite movie, the number one movie, Kurt, has got to be Secret Agent Cody Banks, starring Hilary Duff and Frankie Munez. Well, well, paramaniacs that said that to me in this weird mythical conversation I just had. How about this? The movie is not called Secret Agent Cody Banks. It is actually called Agent Cody Banks, which just seems like a weird title to me, but okay, I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't even think Frankie Munez remembers making it. He had a head injury, in case you don't know. Next up, did Judge Judy ever use a gavel? The answer may surprise you. It's no. It probably doesn't surprise you that much. Still seems weird, though. I think I remember Judge Judy using a gavel before, and I don't like that one. 
All right, moving on to Gangsta's Paradise. That's right, the song Gangsta's Paradise on Reddit. Many people think the chorus goes like this. We've, we've been spending most our lives living in a gangster's paradise. Once again, we've been spending most our lives living in a gangster's paradise. When the lyrics are actually, they've been spending most their lives living in a gangster's paradise. Once again, they've been spending most of their lives living in a gangster's paradise. Now, I remember it as, we've been spending most our lives living in an Amish paradise, which makes me wonder why Weird Al chose we and not they, because Weird Al is the best, and um, it's my favorite version of the song anyway. So moving on, I don't like this next one. Let me preface this by saying this. And Sean, when I texted this one to Sean Bishop, he was like, what? And then he tried to like rationalize it to calm me down because, you know, like blood pressure. He doesn't want my heart to explode because I'm doing a shitty Mandela Effect episode. Um... The next one is, is it Grand Central Station or is it Grand Central Terminal? Yeah, it's the shitty second one. Apparently, it's never been Grand Central Station in New York. The fuck? No. Grand Central Terminal? No. Uh-uh. That gives an 8 out of 10 on the Stouffer Stovetop Stuffing Scale. Uh, how about Ellis Island or Liberty Island? Look it up. Uh, back to Michael Jackson. Is it? Mama always told me, be careful who you love. Nope. Turns out it's actually mother always told me, be careful who you love. I'll be honest, both of them seems right. I don't know. So next up, Alice in Wonderland. <sighs> you know what? It deserves another side than that. <sighs> Seriously, Alice in Wonderland has a character, the Cheshire Cat. Y'all can picture him, big old smile. You've probably seen it on some girl at like um, Coachella's back, you know, like a tattoo of it. The Cheshire Cat and the classic line, we're all mad here, right? We're all mad here, right? You remember that. Please tell me it's we're all mad here. No, in this universe, it's actually... Most everyone is mad here. I'm going to say no. And also, a bunch of girls have a wrong tattoo out there in this universe because that's bullshit. Uh, eight out of ten. I don't like that one. Back to art. All right. You know the Edvard Munch, The Scream? You know that one. That, that famous painting, Edvard Munch's The Scream. Does he have a gold bracelet on his wrist? First, why would he? That seems very bro-ish of him. Uh, you know, like, why is he wearing jewelry in that painting? But apparently, surprisingly, in this universe, yes, yes, he does. If you look up Edvard Munch's The Scream, he's got a gold bracelet on. But why? Why give him a gold bracelet to a creepy, screamy, weirdly painted, you know, swirly guy? Why, why stop? Why doesn't he have like a, a big necklace that says like The Scream out of gold or something like a, or like a Mr. T necklace or something? That just seems weird that you added a bracelet to it, Edvard Munch. Weird move, dude, in this universe. Um, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 just because it's a weird move to have a bracelet in that painting. Next, did the term bucket list exist before the 2007 movie The Bucket List? You remember that movie, 2007, starring two old people? 
I'm going to guess, um, I'm going to try and guess who's in this movie because I don't really remember. I'm going to guess uh, the guy from um, Lethal Weapon, not Mel Gibson, and uh, like like Joe Pesci. I'm going to guess, uh, no, it's apparently not. Apparently it's Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson. I didn't get either one of those right, but I really didn't know either. Also, I can't think of what what is the guy's name from Lethal Weapon. Not, not... Uh, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. I was thinking it was Danny Glover. Apparently it's not. I was thinking Danny Glover and Joe Pesci. Apparently it's Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. 2007 movie directed by Rob Reiner, Jack Nicholson, Morgan Freeman, Sean Hayes, Beverly Todd. Two terminally ill men escape from a cancer ward to do their bucket list. Um, apparently, I think yes, but apparently no. There was no term the bucket list before the 2007 movie the bucket list, which makes me wonder what did I have on my bucket list before 2007? Because when I get in my time machine, that's a win, not an if when I get in my time machine and I go back to 2006 before this movie came out and I ask past Kurt, Hey, Hey, what's on your bucket list? Past Kurt, past Kurt's going to go, huh? Anna Kendrick. And then I'm going to high five them and be like, yeah, it is and get back in a time machine and fly away. I don't know. It seems weird. Alrighty, next up. Is Michael Jordan wearing shorts or pants in the Nike logo? If you said shorts, take a shot. Wait, I forget. Are we doing, are we playing if you're wrong, take a shot? Because I think we should be doing that. I'm going to retcon this entire episode right now. Um, I think you should take a shot for everyone that you remember differently. But again, only if you're driving or are listening to this at work. You know, there's, there's got to be rules to these games, people. Uh, this next one. <laughs> boy, oh boy, is this next one bullshit. You know, The Rock, not the movie with uh, Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. I'm talking the dude, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You know that guy that made that horrible Jungle Cruise movie, The Rock? Well, he used to be on the WWE, and he had a saying that he said a fuck ton on that show. Oh, I got to hold on. I got to get some Jeopardy music on this one. This deserves Jeopardy music. This one bothers me. Jeopardy music. All right, you ready? No, no commercials. Come on. Three, two, one. Here we go. All right, for this next one, Kurt wants you to think of. What was The Rock's famous saying that he said on the WWE? Once again, Dwayne The Rock Johnson had a saying on WWE. What was it? Get your answers in now. I'm going to need them. It's coming up. I should let it play for a full hour because I accidentally picked the hour-long one, but I'm not going to. The saying was... Answer? Hold on. I need to get this back to here. Did you say, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? If you did, I'm sorry, that answer is incorrect. The correct answer in this universe is, if you smell what The Rock is cooking. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Let me ask you this. The fuck does that mean? That means absolutely nothing. That makes no sense at all. 
I do not like it. 10 out of 10 on the Stouffer stovetop stuffing scale. Do not like that one. Let's cruise through these next ones because I got to pee. Uh, up next, York Peppermint Patty. The slogan is get the sensation, not feel the sensation. Doesn't make any sense. So, nope. Moving on to, is it Tostino's Pizza Rolls or Totina's Pizza Rolls? Apparently, it's Totino's, not Tostino's. I'll be honest, don't know. I'm going to give it a 1 out of 10 because I don't know. I just eat the pizza rolls, and I always eat them directly out of the oven. I never let them cool off. They burn the fuck out of my mouth, and then I hate myself for not giving five minutes while they cool off. Anyhow, moving on. Do you remember the glittery liquor hypnotic? Remember, it was like a blue glittery liquor that everybody was like, ooh, you shake up the bottle and it's all glittery. And now let's drink glitter because, you know, we just went to a strip club and we didn't get enough glitter on us. Now let's drink some glitter. How do you spell it? Did you spell, did you spell it H-Y-P-N-O-T-I-Q? Well, then you got it wrong because there's no Y in it. That's right. It is really H-P-N-O-T-I-Q. Weird? That is weird. How about this? It also didn't have any glitter. What? I clearly remember. I can't clearly remember the spelling, but I would have said it was H-Y-P. But I clearly remember glitter. Because I remember thinking, should I be drinking glitter? I mean, like, it's bad enough I'm drinking really shitty, weird blue alcohol that looks like something off of Star Trek. But it's got glitter in it. Is this going to be bad? Am I going to poop glitter? Is what I often would say to my younger self. Again, if I had a time machine, I would go back to 2006 and say, Kurt, did you poop glitter last night? That's from Hypnotic. Turns out, never had glitter in it. Weird, right? All right, let's keep moving on because I'm running out of time here. All right. You know, you know, Depends diapers? Depends diapers. Adult diapers, they're called Depends. Well, in this universe, they're called Depend diapers. Depend diapers? Doesn't make any sense. Don't like it. Uh, 7 out of 10. Hopefully, I never have to use them. Moving on to the next one. Did Richard Simmons have a headband on? The answer is no. How about a wristband? He definitely had wristbands, right? If you picture Richard Simmons in his little weird, like, uh, flash dancey kind of, like, sweatshirty kind of thing and the tiny, tiny, too tiny shorts and his fro, he had wristbands on, right? Nope. He had neither on. Weird universe? I don't like it. Next one. Also, Richard Simmons, if you're listening to this, please call in. We miss you and we wor we're worried about you. I really am. I like you quite a bit. I'm worried about you. All right, this next one. This next one is the astronomy part of the show. Uh, I should probably do some kind of like, hold on. I'm just going to pick up any kind of music. Let's do this one. Welcome to Paranormal oh, Feud. Oh, no, there's, mute, there's words on this one. All right. For this next one, I didn't realize that had words. Sorry. That's Paranormal Feud for you. For this next one, how many moons does Jupiter have? Come on, kids. Hold on. Come on, Rum. I love you very much. Hello, Rum. I love you. Thank you, sweetheart. I'm almost done with this episode. Yes, we'll go to bed in just a minute. I'm almost done. All righty. This next one, kids. How many moons does Jupiter have? Did you say 12 like I did? Well, then you're just as dumb as me. It's not 12. You, why are you so dumb? It's not 12 at all. The answer is 92. I'm sorry, I need to say that again. In this universe, Jupiter has 92 fucking moons? When did this happen? 
How did this happen? 92 moons? That's not right. Come on, universe. 10 out of 10 on the weird scale of the Stouffer Stovetop Stuffing Scale. It's hard to say. Stouffer Stovetop Stuffing Scale. That's a weird one I do not like. All right, this next one. I'll be honest, I did not know the shape of it, and I also didn't know the location of it. But for you people that do, what is the shape and location of Sri Lanka? You know Sri Lanka? Have any of you ever been to Sri Lanka? Because this might help. If I've got a paramaniac that's actually been there, this might help. Um, Look it up if you think you know where it is and what shape it looks like. The answer might surprise you. Just, Just look it up is what I'm saying. All right, here's a very specific one. For listeners in Arizona, and I know I've got some paramaniacs in Arizona, so I'm, I, you know, I feel confident in this one. It's on, it's on Reddit. It's on a bunch of places, really. There's a thing called the Elks Theater in Prescott, Arizona. It has an elk statue on the roof. Now, there are a bunch of people online that remember this very clearly, this statue facing straight ahead. But all of a sudden, in, the, in recent years, the statue now faces off to the left. Again, not been there. Never been to Prescott, Arizona, as far as I know. Been to Tucson and Phoenix. Um, if you're near Prescott, Arizona, and you've ever been to the Elks Theater, and this one sounds just wrong to you. If you go, if this is your Stouffer Stovetop stuffing of this episode, I need you to write to me or, or email me or whatever. Get to, you know, message me. Next live show, call in and be like, Kurt, it was facing straight ahead, and now the statue's facing to the left, because that seems weird. Also, the last one on this episode. I'm not going to do, you know what, uh, I'll do a couple of, like, uh, Mandela effect stories from the internet, but I'm not going to do the conspiracy theories. This episode's going on long enough. I don't need to keep it going. We'll do it. I'll do an episode about conspiracy theories. Don't worry. Don't worry. They're not going to waste. They'll be on a future episode, but... Um, the final one before I get to a couple of live, uh, a couple of, of uh, uh, listener, not listener, a couple of stories I found online, mostly on internet, about weird personal Mandela effects. Before I get to those, the last one on this episode for Mandela effects is Stouffer's fucking stovetops fucking stuffing existed. I do not care what anybody ever says. I don't care what the universe says. I will die on this hill. Stouffer's stovetop stuffing existed. Okay, now that I got that off my chest. How about some weird, scary maybe, Mandela effect stories from the internet? Here's one from Reddit. I've never shared this with anyone because I'm sure they'll think I'm completely bonkers, so here goes. About 10 years back, I was at a friend's place for dinner. It was him, his wife, my wife, and me. After the dinner, my friend and I went to a den-like room where he kept all the things his wife didn't care for. It was like his man cave. We spent an hour or two there and had a lot of fun, so we decided to do it again. I must have spent several days in the man cave watching matches, movies, and just discussing sports. Now, later that year, my first daughter was born, so I couldn't find time to visit him. We would bump into each other on grocery runs and sometimes at movie theaters, but I hadn't visited his house for over two years. On one such run-in, his wife invited the two of us over. As I entered the house, I felt like something was off, but I just charted it as not remembering the place well. After we were dinner, after we're done with dinner, sorry, I offered to carry I offered to carry a few beers to his man cave so that we'd chill like the old times. He looked at me with a frown on his face, saying, What man cave? 
I then tried to rephrase it. You know, the room we used to hang out at, the place where you had the recliner, your sports cards, movies. He was still confused. He said, we never had a room like that. And those words hit me like a brick. I very distinctly remember spending several days in that room. I couldn't have just vanished. It couldn't have just vanished. I forgo decency and went around their house looking for that room, and it wasn't there. An entire room was just gone, and no one but me but rem- no one but me remembered it. I looked at his wall, and I saw a picture of him, his wife, and a child who had been about four years old, and I asked him who that was. My wife pinched me and said, it's their son. So, a very close friend of mine had a son that I do not remember, and instead, I remembered a room that was never there. This baffled me, and I questioned my sanity. We even visited a few doctors confirmed my mental state was stable. I remember everything else being the same, except for the room and the sun. It was either a Mandela effect or me just losing my mind. I'll be honest, that one worries me because when I was chatting with uh, Sean Bishop about Mandela effects and the new ones and like Mr. Wolf and whatnot, um, he said, you know, like this really worries me. What if, you know, like I wake up tomorrow, Kurt, and I go to text you and you're not there, which, you know, that is a scary thing. I don't want that to happen. I, I like being here. You know, who, who's going to host Paranormal? Look, if I, I swear to God, if I wake up tomorrow and I find out that Paranormal Almanac is hosted by Aaron Pruner, I'll be angry. If you don't know who Aaron Pruner is, he played Percy on VR Troopers. He's a good buddy of mine. But that would really anger me because he doesn't even like this shit. But uh, what I'm saying is it is kind of bizarre that it doesn't have to be something big or even something weird like, you know, a song lyric or a statue. But a whole fucking room and a kid changed on this guy in seemingly overnight? That's weird. All right, here's another one. I use a recipe from a cookbook. When dinner was done cooking in the oven, I returned to the cookbook to consult the last part of the recipe. The recipe was no longer in that book, suggesting either a minor ripple in this timeline or a massive event that caused subsequent ripple effects throughout. The cookbook did not have the recipe I was cooking. That's weird. And he even says, this happened on 4-6-2020, between the hours of 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is weird. That would freak me out to no end. How about another one? Uh, actually, you know what? Let's make this the last one because we've been going on. I know. I love you too, Rum. We're almost done. Yes, we are. I love you so much. Never, ever leave me. Don't be a Mandela effect. All righty. I'm not precisely sure this qualifies as a Mandela effect, but if it does, thank you, Rum. But if it does, the effect is reversible. Years ago, I needed a specific reference while working on my thesis. The reference was a paper that I photocopied for later use. It was stored in a box of research in a closet. When I went in to get it, it was gone. Now, I searched through that box sheet by sheet and stapled set by stapled set. No paper. And I repeatedly looked for it for months, but clearly recalled storing it in that box in that closet. Worse, trying to locate an alternative source proved impossible. It was no longer in the library, and my professors had never heard of it. This was disturbing, to put it mildly. However, I went on, and I completed my thesis without it. Then, about three years later, we were moving out. I was packing my materials and decided what to discard and what to retain. And right there, in the very box, in the very closet, was the paper. More disturbing was trying to tell people I had asked for a copy and them not recalling I'd been searching for it. Where are we and what time? 
Yeah. I don't know. That's bizarre. That really is bizarre. Because, again, that shows that Mandela effects can happen on a personal scale. And on this guy, it can happen and then reverse itself. Which, you know, there's a bunch of people online. Before I, before I end this, there's a bunch of people online that said Flintstones changed. It went from Flintstones to Flintstones back to Flintstones. Now, I remember clearly having a conversation with Sean Bishop, but I can't recall where we ended on that. I want to say he was like me and remembered Flintstones and even had, like, he even had, like, the, uh, the drawing, the cell, animation cells on his wall, but I can't recall where we ended up on it. But apparently, Flintstones has flip-flopped twice for people, which is very bizarre because there's references to it very, very early on. All right. Um, what do you guys think? Mandela effects. Do they piss you off like they do me? Or are they just kind of something stupid fun? Nothing you really believe in or nothing you really care about. It's just stupid fun. People misremembering. Now, I will say, there are a lot of them online where it's just people misremembering. And it's so slight and so, you know, like, I remember it being Kit Kat. And now it's Kit Kat. You know, like, emphasis on words or a capital letter or something like that. Like Mike and Ike's. Is it Mike and Ike's or is it Mike and Ike's? I don't fucking care. It's a shitty candy. No one should eat it anyway. Um, like there's a lot of those where it doesn't really matter, but that seems to be the Mandela effect where there's some where you go, I don't know, but then there's others where you go, no, that's wrong. It's Mr. Wolf. The license plate was Mr. Wolf in Pulp Fiction and that's just fucking wrong that in this universe it's not. Like, there are also some where people don't remember it. Like, Sean Bishop says that C-3PO never had a silver leg. I remember that C-3PO had a silver leg since I was a kid. But 99.9% of the other Mandela effects are exactly identical for Sean and myself. Like, whatever universe we're from, we seem to be sticking to the same universe. But I have other friends where they remember something so polarizingly different than I remember it. And as much as I want to fight about it, like Stouffer's Stovetop Stuffing, they say, no, Stouffer's never had a stovetop stuffing. Stouffer's has always been frozen meals. And, it, and as much as it, me being positive about it angers them, them being positive about it angers me. These fucking Mandela effects is what I'm saying. Now, my hope was, which I, I like that theory, which I think I brought it up on a previous episode, that there's a theory that there aren't any new Mandela effects around the time of COVID because we were all quarantined and staying indoors and no time travelers were traveling back to 2019 because they didn't want to catch COVID. And because they weren't traveling back to 2019, they weren't making small rifts in the timelines, which is a neat theory. And I'm, I'm, I, I like it. I don't know if it's true, obviously, but... I thought that was a pretty neat theory. But again, what do you guys think? Are Mandela effects just people not remembering the lyrics to Boom Boom Pow? And it's 2008 or 3008? Or are you one of those people that go, I don't know, who gives a shit? Because I got a lot of friends that are like that, that no matter what I say, I'm like, hey man, do you believe that this isn't real? Your host. Whoops, that's too early. When I say, do you believe this isn't real? They go, I, I don't give a shit, Kurt. There's a lot of people that are like that. I don't know. It's weird. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Samig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. 
fuck Mandela effects is what I'm saying. This is Gingy Fat Spot Foot Servoots.